0: Welcome to Root Words, a podcast that explores agriculture and cooking's role in connecting us to our landscape and our communities. I'm Stephen Abitel. Root Words is a collaboration between Vermont Farmers Food Center, Shrewsbury Agricultural Education and Arts Foundation, Shrewsbury Historical Society, WEXP, and many other community members. The project began in 2017 and was made possible by support from the National Endowment for the Humanities as well as from this community. Throughout this podcast, you're going to be hearing stories from people around the Rutland County region in the heart of Vermont, a region rich in agriculture, family farms, a region that's a pastoral working landscape. These stories are going to be each little windows into what a regional food system really looks like on the community level. We're excited to introduce you to some passionate folks working with the land and with food and bringing communities together. So please pull up a chair and enjoy. In this episode of Root Words, we're gonna explore some of the differences between deciding to shop at the supermarket or at the farmer's market. To delve into this, I wrote up a typical grocery list and brought it to the supermarket and then to Rutland's downtown Saturday Farmer's Market. And this is what I found. Okay, so my grocery list for this week. I've got some bread, multi-grain bread, uh, arugula, corn tortillas, uh, radishes, a... Greens mix, a spring mix, dozen eggs, uh, about a po- pound of sausages, mozzarella, ground beef, and apples. Pretty typical list for a lot of folks. And we'll start at my local grocery store. Now something that I think people assume, and, and certainly I do, um, is that you pay maybe more for your food or for things purchased at a farmer's market than you do at a, a bigger grocery store or supermarket. And it's something I, I've always been interested in uh, testing in my own life, in my own shopping list. Now, cost is just one factor we can look at when we're comparing the supermarket to the farmer's market. Selection is another big one too. In Vermont at this time of year, uh, or any time of year, you can't necessarily get coffee or rice uh, or maybe beans, dried beans, at the farmer's market. Um, Some farmer's market, we do have some farmers that do carry Mm. beans, but it's not something maybe you can get all year round. And certainly you're probably not going to find something like a mango at your local farmer's market. In our modern lives, there are just some things that we're gonna need to get from a grocery store, a supermarket, or maybe a buying co-op. But I made the grocery list I did because all of these items were seasonally available in an early June market. The supermarket has brought us the convenience to be able to buy bananas, body wash, and birthday cards all in the same location. It's provided an efficient, frictionless buying process. And sometimes that's what you're looking for. And because I went through the self-checkout aisle, I spoke exactly three words to other people on this shopping experience. Sorry, excuse me. Not exactly a community building experience, but great if you're in a hurry or just peopled out. My grocery list in the supermarket came out to about $45. Now it's time to head to Saturday Farmer's Market. There are about 75 farmers markets in Vermont that run year round, bringing you seasonal produce as well as other value added products and prepared food. And if you take a drive at this time of year down one of Vermont's many backcountry roads, you might find yourself upon one of Vermont's 110 or so farm stands where farmers are selling directly to their neighbors and passerbys just like yourself. Farmers markets, farm stands, And community-supported agriculture or CSA shares are just some of the ways that farmers are marketing directly to consumers. And in 2017, the total from those direct market sales to consumers came in at around $73.5 million, of which it's estimated that about $15 million were spent at Vermont's farmers markets. Unlike the grocery store, the farmers market is a place that you can connect with your neighbors and your farmers and the other folks that are producing your food. Katie Stickney is a young farmer that helped introduce me to market day.
1: Uh yeah, so market begins at 9. So I think we te- yeah, we tend to meet here around 6:30. And get the van loaded with all the produce um, and, you know, market necessities. And then head there by around 7 and start setting up hopefully by around 7.30. That's always the goal. <laughs> we go till 2 and I love customers and it's great to just have people excited about what we show up with. But. it's amazing because I always feel so much more exhausted at the end of a market than I do like in a day in the field (laughs) like my child hurts like you know it's just like it's so funny (laughs) because because
0: it's all like this people connection that yeah like you've been singing to the plants yeah
1: it's I think I mean I love I love our customers I love people but I'm also I think I'm a little bit yeah I'm definitely a bit of an introvert and so you know five hours of Pretty nonstop talking and chit chat is, you know, can be exhausting.
0: But normally, you can send them over next door to uh, to Mr. Greg, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's got yeah. enough talk for uh, for everybody at the market.
1: <laughs> um, that's good. We all have our we all have our thing that we're good at. How
0: are you? I'm doing great. Good. What do you got out here today, Greg, at the market?
1: Oh, what do we got? We have all
2: kinds of tomatoes, uh, from cherries to heirlooms to regulars, herbs, starting with the herbs, Um, you know, peppers, different kinds of peppers. And then we got all the cold crops. We got lettuce and kale and broccoli and cabbage. And it's getting to be that time of year. Next week, hot peppers, zucchini, cucumbers, summer squash, kusa, and all the vine crops. So yeah, looks like we have beautiful weather. So people are getting itchy. The ground is getting ready. And uh, the plants are looking for a home. <laughs> so Yeah, it's, oh, pretty, no. it's, a, it's a great time of year.
0: Greg, like many farmers and vendors at the market, is like a live farmer's almanac.
2: Awesome. You know, opening day was spectacular. Um, we continue the pipeline of new businesses. So folks that come down, uh there's a lot of new faces um i think we have 15 uh new businesses setting up at market uh, so it brings new talent and new products and new personalities uh, to this wonderful family of uh, of uh, farmers market vendors it's pretty awesome
0: so uh, is that is that a do you think of yeah. the farm community here as a family
2: absolutely we're all we all work together it's like it It's not competition, it's cooperation. And together, this is a supermarket, literally. We can compete with any of these international uh, corporations and we have something better than a direct connection to the person that grew or made your product. We do it for passion and we hope that that Profit is a byproduct. If you only do it for profit, you never do it as well. These plants, they're my children. <laughs> it's not product. It's not something. It's not just get them out the door. It's not the uh, the corporate uh, mentality of stack them high and watch them fly. This is like I want visitation rights to my vegetable plants. I give. I you know when people buy them from me. I tell them what to do. I tell them not to buy it yet and not plant it yet because you're going to put it at risk. Uh, I make jokes about basil and saying don't don't let put them near a weather report because if they hear a chance of frost, they'll die. <laughs> so how are you? Good, yourself. So yeah, people come here because they can find out everything they want to know. We're transparent. <laughs>
3: <laughs> These are the San Marzanas that I was looking for.
2: Yes, that's the best paste tomato there is. So it's uh, they're three dollars a pound. They're nice. They're big. They're healthy. And
3: and you and for what you were just saying is that you think it's okay to set them out or just have to be careful? I would
2: it? harden them off first. It'd look, not at daytime temperatures. Look at 50, 50, 50 at night.
0: One of the great things about having access to the farmer that grew your vegetables or raised the meat that you're taking home is that you can learn about those plants and animals and get some insider information on how to care for them in your own home or how to prepare them in your own meals. Do you have, is that the spring mix down at the end there? Yes, it is. What can you tell us about that spring mix, guys?
2: Spring mix, Salanova brand new lettuce, maybe five years old, out of a breeding program from the Netherlands, Salanova, huh. new lettuce. Okay. Amazing, eight varieties. They only come pelleted. And uh, so they are made for, the way the plant structure is, is that when you cut them, almost all the leaves are the same size. Lettuce typically grows older leaves, bigger leaves. Younger leaves, smaller leaves, so when you try to make like a mescaline mix, it's really difficult if you're using like a green leaf and a red leaf lettuce because some leaves are too big. If you cut leaves, um, you tend to have, uh, you know, ends that could turn brown. So this, one cut, uh, eight different varieties, green butterhead, red butterhead, red incised, green incised. Um, oh, I can't even remember all of the, but there's eight of them total, and they all are different colors and different textures. All
0: right. That's
2: a beautiful salad. And
0: how much was it? Four twenty-five.
2: Four twenty-five for a bag. All
0: right. What what do what do you think I pay in a grocery store for that?
2: Probably about the same. Yeah. Yeah, probably about the same. Um, you know, it's it, that, but you won't find that in a grocery store. Right, right, right. Because they don't grow that.
0: What are some other differences in cost and quality?
2: Well, you've already paid for 20% of it through your taxes subsidizing industrial ag. It's got age on it. It's been shipped an average of 1,500 miles. Um, most, almost definitely, it's been fertilized with um, chemical fertilizers it has almost definitely been sprayed with some sort of uh, um, insecticide Um, and and it's not supporting a local local economy your money you go into those uh, supermarkets automatic doors beautiful produce from all over the world and you spend your money there and it goes into the night deposit at the end of the day and it's Teleported out to God knows where. <laughs> so, in an economy where we all are like worried about the aging of Vermont, and if you if you spend your dollars and send them somewhere else, jobs follow dollars. Your kids grow up. There's less opportunity here, and so we have not just people, but communities have been modified by multinationals industrial and uh, local food builds an economy health is based on nutrition so the healthier the soil, the healthier the plants the healthier the animals and guess what, we're an animal so you build community you build health and And then the value of a community, you can view it as potential. And if you are not getting all the nutrition, like a plant or an animal, if you're raising them, you have less yield. With people, we have less potential. So our community is not as valuable as it could be because we're sick.
0: By the time I got through my grocery list at the farmer's market, I had spent $55 with local vendors. Remember I had spent $45 at the supermarket. The difference between the supermarket and the farmer's market was only $10. Now for some folks, a $10 difference in groceries really does make a big difference, but for me it's manageable, and I wanted to know what am I getting with that extra $10 I'm spending in my local community?
2: What are the differences? Supporting a local community, supporting cleaner food that hasn't traveled as far, so it's more nutrient dense, um, and, and your, your money recycles. Every dollar spent on local food generates $2.6 in economic activity. There's no growth.
0: What are, so as a farmer here, when, when I buy this bag of uh, spring mix, where's, where, where's that money going to go? I
2: might go to SC e. Smith and buy a bag of ProGro to fertilize my soil with Vermont organic fertilizer. <laughs> and so that builds, that builds an economy. It, you, it, think of an economy, a local economy or local food, like a checking account. If all you do is write checks and send it out somewhere else, pretty soon you have no money left in the account. That's a local economy, if we all spend all our money and ship it out of state, then our community becomes poorer. And um, so you build community wealth, you build community health, it's pretty cool. And you give your kids an opportunity to potentially stay here.
0: One of the kids that stayed here is my friend Julie and her son Marco, and I ran into him at the market.
3: I, I've paid the same price for salad greens, radishes, and I guess you can't even get garlic scapes in the grocery store. So, at the farmer's market today.
0: So, yeah, typically people think that it's going to be wildly more expensive.
3: Yeah, but it's also better quality. You're not going to buy that package of greens that's rotten in the middle. So, and the price is comparable. <laughs> When things go on sale at the grocery store, they're usually rotting,
0: so... And you don't chat with your friends there. <laughs>
3: That's true also, the community, yeah. Which is sometimes a plus. Sometimes, sometimes you, it is. You want
0: to shop sometimes, <laughs> you don't want to talk to people. I'd rather or, talk
3: to people yeah. out here than in the grocery store, though. Right, yeah. It's just like...
0: Yeah, sometimes you okay. want to breeze through and do your shopping. Yeah. But do you take him out as, like, a day out?
3: This is a day out. I don't take him to the grocery store. Yeah. This is fresh air. He gets to see, you know, I don't know, it's just more interesting for him to be outside and he likes the see the colors. And he yeah. likes the microphone. He's waving to you. <laughs> he's <said, "Huh." laughs> a Oh, say something, buddy. He's, ta- he's jibber-jabbing all the time. <laughs>
0: The market brings the jibber-jabber out of a lot of folks. Oh, it's just great, you know, local produce,
2: local supporting the local people, really, you know, is what it's all about. You know, go to price shop, you don't know where the stuff's coming from, you know. So all summer long, we look forward to this. We grow our own stuff, too. What I'm doing now is getting my starters for my garden, you know. Oh, sure, yeah, we've been coming here for years. We're local, you know, we're here in Clarendon, so. Yeah, yeah no, it's good. It's a good thing. You know, some, some of the stuff's a little more on the more expensive side, but I don't have a problem with that because they're just supporting the local guys, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They work hard for what they got. Yeah. I know what little bit of gardening I do. It's hard work.
0: Yeah. A lot of market vendors are producing value-added and specialty products. Yoder Farm down in Danby produces dried beans, popping corn, apple cider vinegar, fruit-infused vinegar tonic, which is great with seltzer, and the corn tortillas from my grocery list. And while Rachel Yoder, who serves on the board of the Vermont Farmers Market in Rutland, staffed the market table, handling EBT and Crop Cash, both great support programs that help make local food more accessible to more people, and something we'll talk about more on future episodes of Root Words. I dropped in for a visit with Ryan Yoder, who I had been warned about.
1: Oh, he's also a good good talker, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's well versed on a variety of subjects. No, he's he's good fun. Yeah.
0: Hey, so how's it going? Buy, like, good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's I'm doing Gizmo? This is my recording Is that Gizmo. your time
2: traveling device? It is. Yeah. In a few
0: weeks, it'll allow people to time travel back to this place and time oh cool via the airwaves whoa yeah trippy man (laughs) (laughs) Um, I wanted to I just well I just wanted to buy some uh, do we have arugula today I do you do how much is the arugula Uh, four bucks a bag four bucks a bag yep awesome what can you tell me about this arugula Ryan it's delicious
2: it'll make you a smarter better person with a
0: higher compassionate index okay all right and extra strong teeth nice yep. where where was it grown it doesn't
2: groan. it usually screams but oh, okay. uh, when it does grow it's in danby
0: okay right on mm-hmm. I think I'll uh, I think I'll get some. You got tortillas. Uh huh. I think I'll do a small package. Tortillas. Of t- small package. Wapsie Valley corn. Where's that?
2: It's uh, called Wapsie Valley corn. It's the variety. We send it up to uh, Burlington to All Souls Tortilleria, oh. who now also makes flour tortillas that are muy bonito. Like wow, they're doing a good job. of that. Good, good, good. Like killer, killer tortillas, man. You look at. We're lucky here in, in Rutland County because we have some of the most dynamic farmer's market, summer and winter. And that's opportunity. At the farmer's market today, you have maybe 75, 80 vendors, businesses, don't call them vendors, businesses. And um, that's creating opportunity. We've lost most of our local options We've recreated our local food options. Now we need to create the local options for bookstores, for clothing stores, for specialty shops. We need to be able to uh, spend our money in our community and help create jobs. Everybody talks jobs. We are in the driver's seat of creating jobs by spending our money with our neighbors, that's how you create jobs. Right now, we're creating jobs somewhere else. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We're creating jobs somewhere. Wow, less jobs, <laughs> less jobs somewhere, job somewhere <laughs> it's because
2: different. it's here, and and you get, you know, most farmers pay really good money. My son just finished up eight days at Laughing Child Farm, sixteen dollars an hour. That's a livable wage.
3: Yeah.
2: He's 24 years old. That happens a lot. If you were working with Andy Farmer um, at the Northern Vine uh, supply, over in it he's paying a livable wage. Most farmers to get good help, they're willing to pay to get that help. That's job creation.
0: That extra ten dollars that I spent at the farmers market on this day made it to my farmers and then in turn to local tractor supplies, hardware stores and seed companies. Some of that money will one day send my friend's kids to school. And some of that money goes to support local farm workers like my friend, Katie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it provides a, a great quality of life. I mean, it's a, it is to me a living wage, all the produce you could imagine, um, a great learning environment. Um, and just a community of folks that, at least I've had the good fortune of being able to show up at the farm and just love working with. Um, I mean, I don't don't think it gets much better, you know, for work.
0: (laughs) Vermonters spend around $2.5 billion annually on purchasing food. About 310 million, or about 14% of that, is on local food purchases. According to data compiled in 2017,
2: You could walk up to almost anybody and say, is it cheaper to buy your food at a supermarket or at the farmer's market? I guarantee you most, the vast majority of people would say the grocery store. That's not true. That's not true. If you shopped this market as if it was a grocery store, you could save up to 20%. On your produce. Maybe not by shopping certain growers, but if you shopped around when we're into cucumbers and they're still getting a buck a piece, you can get a cucumber from Charlie Brown for 50 cents. Shop smart. Collectively, this is Rutland's supermarket.
0: I agree, I agree. Some super foes. Awesome. Well, Greg, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) You don't have to lie to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll be seeing you again. Enough
2: people lie to me. Why does it have to be you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you again soon, though.
2: A2, Brutus? And and I'd I'd love to come check out the farm again. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty beautiful. I love, you know, like I said, Boardman Hill is a cross between the Shire and Camelot. I am part of an ecosystem, not in charge of anything. I'm just another organism on the farm. Pretty awesome place to be.
0: Knowing your farmer is about knowing your food system and it really connects you with the place that you live. I checked back in with Katie to see how she feels about her place in the food system growing for and purchasing from her friends and neighbors.
1: I mean, so I'm just thinking back, you know, pre-farm life. Um, I was just so far removed from my food source you know and and it's hard you know it's hard in in the kind of culture that we have the value system that we have um, I think to have a deep relationship with it yeah I just can't imagine going back I I find I mean community certainly um, being able to literally hand someone their weekly produce you know that's that's incredible or the relationship that comes from that. And I think just knowing that there's a self-sufficiency aspect as well um, where I don't have to rely on, like, a larger grocery chain or something for my daily needs, That's that's been hugely inspiring to my own uh, way of life.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds like empowerment to me. That sounds empowering yeah. Um, yeah. in a way that maybe... You know, Yeah, maybe that was lacking uh, when you didn't have such a direct connection to your livelihood and sustenance.
1: And I think it also just lends itself to so many other things. Like once you start being able to be self-sufficient in that way, you know, at least a percentage, of course, like I'm still occasionally buying citrus at the market and things like this, you know, at the grocery store. But um, I think that has lent itself to other aspects of my life and like oh okay so how could i do this myself um
0: and that's a good point yeah i'm gonna work that then (laughs) (laughs) well katie this has been super fun to talk with you thank you so much for giving us time
1: yeah thanks
0: In my time exploring the differences between shopping at the supermarket and the farmer's market, I found that price wasn't as big of a difference as I thought it might be, and that the price difference I found on this day at the market was creating a really positive local impact. I also got to spend a beautiful morning outside catching up with friends and neighbors. Supermarkets do play an important role in our communities. They can employ a lot of people in a small town, They also can bring us a selection of products from around the country and around the world. Many grocers support community causes, and the Vermont Farmers Food Center has received support for its Food as Medicine program, Pharmacy, from Hannafords. Over 700 Vermont farms benefit from selling directly to retail markets, institutions, and food hubs, totaling $54 million in sales per year. However, there are trends towards mergers and supply chain simplification that make it more and more difficult for Vermont producers to capitalize on supermarket sales. And direct-to-consumer sales are usually going to put much more of the sale price into the farmer's pocket. The trend now, though, is that more people are buying from their local producers each year and supporting their local communities and creating more opportunities. This episode of Root Words was produced by Stephen Abattel, with special thanks to Greg Cox, Katie Stickney, and the Yoders. Research from the lab of Dr. David Connor at the University of Vermont was referenced for some of the data presented in this episode, as well as information from reports created by NOFA Vermont. Our musical themes are by the Salt Ash Serenaders. We are a project of the Vermont Farmers Food Center and SAGE. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our local food system. This podcast has been made possible by generous support from the National Endowment for the Humanities. We'll catch you next time on Root Words.